welcome to the Fran Park Center for Faith and Life in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is the Out of the Park podcast series. We invite you to join us for other programming you can find on our website at www.framparkcenter.org. Join us. Welcome to the Out of the Park podcast series, a ministry of the Fran Park Center for Faith and Life here in Scottsdale, Arizona. This month we have been focusing on back to school, looking at the challenges that are facing people going back to school of all people of all ages. And uh, this week we are in conversation with Brandon Heeneman, who is the director of youth and young adult ministries here at Pinnacle Presbyterian Church. Brandon, welcome. Thank you. Joy to be here and looking forward to the conversation that uh, will take place. As we get started, let's uh, let's dive into your own educational journey and what brought you to this place uh, in serving in youth ministry now. Yeah, wonderful. A little um, unexpected path uh, to a degree. I thought at a pretty young age, or I thought it was quite clear in high school that what I wanted to do and what I thought God's calling was on my life was to be a high school government teacher. I enjoyed uh, school. I enjoyed, um, I, I, I thought at that point that working with teens would be a very noble profession, something that I would enjoy and did enjoy. And I enjoyed government. I thought government was fascinating. It was changing. It uh, always changing. It was something that captivated me, uh, just politics and, and government. So I thought this combination could be really good. I'll be uh, prepared to be a government teacher. And so I, I went to college with that in mind and uh, went to Arizona State University for uh, teaching and political science. And uh, what I appreciate about Arizona State's teaching program is right away, once you start the program, they get you in the classroom. And I loved it. I loved being in social studies classrooms at uh, middle school level and high school level. And it came to that point of, of that final point of student teaching. And I was excited about it. It was finally here. And I was about to graduate a semester away from having a classroom of my very own. This was very exciting. And several, just a few weeks in, I guess, to that experience, I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to to be a high school government teacher. And there are a lot of emotions going through my my head, my mind, thoughts of, of loss, of thinking, you know, I thought it was so clear that this was what I was to do, and I'm not so sure anymore. So I was uh, lost and frustrated and a little even depressed, thinking I spent all of this money and I'm going in debt, and here I'm going to graduate with this degree that I'm not even sure I want to use. And there was a, a significant moment uh, about that last week of my student teaching experience where uh, my mentor teacher or another person at the school came in to observe my teaching and have a conversation and and all went well. We had our conversation about uh, my teaching and then uh, she pulled me aside and said, look, I know that you don't want to, to teach, that you feel like that's not what you want to do right now. And, you know, you'll graduate and you'll get this teaching degree. But she said, I believe these experiences in this classroom and the ones leading up to it were for something. 
And I thought to myself that, you know, that's a nice thing to say. But at that point, I was still very, felt very kind of lost and just frustrated with the whole ordeal that I was just like, I, you know, it's nice to say, but I'm having problems believing it. And so I graduated and I was looking for other work, um, you know, nonprofit work, that type of thing. And ideally wanted something full time. I had just graduated from college and got a call about an opening position as a youth director at a church. It was a part-time role. I never envisioned myself working at a church, and I said, you know, I no thank you. You know, I don't, I don't see myself in that type of role. And then they called back and said, how about just for a, a little bit? <laughs> I said, well, I, how about I'll fill in until you find someone more permanent for the position. And they're like, how about... <laughs> You just commit for one semester to do this for us. And I said, well, I don't have anything else lined up. Yes. And little did I know I'd fall in love with it. And so here I am uh, starting my seventh year of vocational youth ministry. And I, I just I enjoy to share that story because it, it shows that God had a plan for my life. It wasn't maybe my own plan, but God had a plan and God's plan was better and greater than I ever could have imagined. So grateful for the path that God led me on, even though it was uh, maybe difficult at times, but it, it led me here. So I give God thanks. Oh, thanks, Brandon. And part of that, part of any of our stories is that all of these, uh, these turns in the road, right? These, these, uh, the divergence from the path or, or a new path. I think many people could relate to that that story. I think that many of our listeners, Brandon, could really relate to that sense of going through college, having questions about a career path, and finding a new path uh, that we didn't expect. And I appreciate that you are able to relate that to some kind of larger sense of God is God is shaping this or helping to shape this uh, this this path forward. Other people might think along you know in our society would say you know that. The church actually kind of sets, maybe shuts down education or thinking. I mean, some some people think that if you, oh, you're going to go into the church, you no longer have to get any more education because it's not a place where questions are. I'm, I'm, that may be someone's impression that that thinking stops when you enter into the church. And I'm glad that you have come to a place that really supports continuing education. And so what has been your, now that you've been working here at Pinnacle for four years or so, four years, that what has been your continuing education during this time? Yeah, wonderful. I had the opportunity about a year ago to uh, engage in a year-long educational program at uh, Princeton Seminary uh, through their uh, Institute of Youth Ministry. And so it was a a year-long program. It consisted of four classes taught by uh, seminary professors at, at Princeton. And it, the program was designed for uh, youth workers in mind. And so it was a collection of about 25 to 30 youth workers from across the country. And one student, uh, one, one member of our, our cohort was uh, in Europe, actually. And so we went on this year-long journey together. And it focused on four classes, and so those those four classes were biblical foundations was one class. The second class was theological questions within the context of youth ministry. The third class was on worship, and then the fourth class, 
maybe a favorite of mine was the youth worker as person. <laughs> I was like, what's that entail? Uh, so it was, yeah, a year-long program. Uh, one of the, the benefits, I mean, many benefits, but um, it's always great to be able to connect with others that are engaged in the work you do. And I feel youth ministry can be one of these areas and there's, there's other uh, professions like this, but you may be the only youth minister at your church. And so it's always nice to connect with other youth workers who are running youth group gatherings on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night who are just kind of, you know, they're, they're, they, they know what you do, so it's always good to to connect and uh, support one another. Great. And so how do you feel like just uh, that education helped you grow in the work that you do? You started, I think, the question by uh, – within the context of, of, of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Say questions that can be a good thing, and they can help us grow so much of what I enjoyed about that program were the questions that we were asked. And it was, uh, it challenged me, challenged me in ways that I didn't expect to be challenged. It had me think about things that, oh gosh, I don't think I've ever thought about before within the context of how do, how do I approach the Bible? And what are ways in which I can encourage the students that I work with to approach the Bible? The Bible can be confusing and intimidating and big and maybe sometimes even seem irrelevant to our own lives, to our own culture. And so it really had me uh, be challenged. And through the questioning, I was able to examine kind of my own practices of how I'd, how do I approach youth ministry, even right here at Pinnacle? And uh, what changes do I need to make to our program to make sure that that as the students come every Sunday or Wednesday to gather for our programming, that they too feel like they can come to the space where their souls can be fed, where they can be challenged, where they can grow. So, uh, yeah, a real benefit was I was challenged in ways that I didn't expect to be. You bring up questions. And so my thought is immediately, what are the questions that young people are asking these days? You know, we all, I may look back at I may look at teenagers right now and say, I was a teenager once. I understand them, right? I understand what it means to be a teenager. Uh, and, uh, but there may be some things now that I miss because I'm now 40 years removed from being a teenager. So what are the questions that, that you find teenagers today are asking? Here they're in the context of a faith community, but what are the questions they're asking? Questions about their own identity, about human sexuality, about saying, am I are my friends welcome in this space? And we're going to uh, start a series uh, pretty soon within our high school group. Uh, it's called The Big Questions. And one of the kind of underlining themes of this is just asking that question, who am I and who am I in the eyes of, of Christ, of the God that created me? It's only natural uh, that questions about uh, identity come up, sexual identity uh, being one of those. And in our society, we have... Uh, a lot of questions being asked and a lot of fluidity and identity. So uh, I can imagine that uh, a youth group or at least even youth coming individually to talk to you, um, that you can help them to navigate uh, the society and their own identities. So what are other aspects of identity come up as far as you know, trying to figure out this time and this place and who they are? Yeah, students are facing a lot of of pressures when it comes to I think uh, 
trying to figure out who they are. And that's, that is a process and it takes time. And if we as the church can create a supportive environment for them to explore who they are, knowing that they are supported and loved by the God that created them, I think, I think is, is wonderful. So what resources do you have or offer for students who are asking questions about their own sexuality or their friends? Yeah, great question. Thank you for, for asking it. One of the things that I'll, I'll share is when a student comes out to me, there's four responses that I like to give. And the first one is saying, thank you for your courage. Thank you for the courage of sharing something so personal and intimate about your life with me. Because I think leading up to that moment, that's what that student's thinking about. Can I trust this person? And so I start there. I say, thank you for the courage of sharing that with me. And then number two, I say, the God that created you loves you. The God that created you loves you. Number three, without sounding too scripted, I also like to say that we love you. We, as in your church, loves you. Your uh, youth staff love you. Your pastors love you. We, as your church, loves you. And then number four, I say, as the church, we, we need you. We want you. That you bring unique gifts and skills to our community. And so uh, we, we want you to be a part of us. We want you to be engaged in the life of our church and our ministries. And I hope by saying those things that I am capturing maybe a lot of what might be going through their mind of saying, does, does God love me? Do I still have a place here? And hopefully I'm uh, reassuring them that, yes, yes, you are still loved. Yes, God loves you just as he created you. Yes, we want you here and, and need you here. And so I hope that as they share such intimate parts of their lives with me, that they can leave that conversation knowing uh, or maybe just breathing a little lighter, feeling a little lighter, knowing that this space, this church, this community of faith will support them. And we recognize that, and you maybe alluded to it a little bit in your questioning, that it's it's a journey figuring out who a person is. Teen years are some of the most transformative times or time of one's life. And so uh, we understand that how one may feel and act and present themselves in seventh grade might be different in the 11th grade. And that's okay. And I just want to reiterate to our students and hopefully to our families, too, that this can be a safe space as, as they uh, identify just, just who they are and who it is that God is calling them to be. So we're talking about identities and another identity, uh, type of identity that I see students having to wrestle with and that comes to the forefront even in some of our discussions as a youth group is political identity. And there's even been cases right here at, at Pinnacle in, in the youth group since I've been here where We've had students uh, who have had very uh, differing political ideologies. And so it's, you say, how do we navigate that as a community of, of faith? How do we welcome, uh, how do we say that there's a space for both of you here that our love for God, our love for one another can transcend any of our maybe political thoughts, but also realizing, and it's hard because you're, you're, you're holding all of this together, also realizing that one's political outlook 
can share a lot about their own beliefs. And so it's, it, I think it, it, it goes back to that of, of can we as a youth group transcend those political divisions by just saying, man, Jesus loves us all. And, and just creating a space where we might recognize that we might have vastly different views on some very hot topic political issues. But in this space, a recognition that we are all children of God. And maybe it starts with saying, all right, we know that there's differences that exist, big differences maybe politically, but also maybe starting by saying within a youth group setting of how do we come together? How do we engage in conversation? Well, it starts with just respect, mutual respect for one another. And so if we can lay that as the groundwork that we're all children of God, that we're going to just respect one another and recognize that divisions are maybe a part of us, um, that I think that that it can be a good practice of how to get along with others outside our own walls. So we can use conversations within youth group as practice for what happens outside of this campus. A unique story on this is uh, this summer, our middle school, or excuse me, our high school students went to a youth conference in North Carolina, and one of our, our high school seniors is talking about just different churches and how yeah, Pinnacle is a very welcoming place, and we, we you know, they he expressed how he appreciated so much that Pinnacle was so uh, inclusive and welcoming, but struggled with the fact that not all churches are. Not all churches would be as welcoming to various groups. And the conversation eventually led to, I don't want that to be a reason why we can't do things with those churches just because of those differences. And so it kind of really... Um, took me off guard. I didn't expect the conversation to go there. And I said, you know what? I, I, yeah, I like this. <laughs> you know, let's, let's figure out ways in which we can, uh, be the church together, recognizing that, yeah, there are these differences. So I share that story just again to say that it's on the minds of our students and our students know that this church may be very different from the church down the street, but what can we do together if we're all called to be, um, you know, instruments of God's love and grace to one another. You know, that there was a, a book that came out a, a while ago called uh, Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten or something like that. But it sounds like you're helping uh, teenagers, young people, uh, really learn lifelong skills, skills that will uh, that will bring them forward in life. And the biggest part of that is how to stand in one's own integrity, uh, to respect other people as they do the same, and to see themselves within that greater picture we call the, the church, the family of God, the body of Christ, all of this. And that, that's part of this unique identity. As they're figuring out their identity, we have this, we have this one thing to offer as the church to say part and essential to your identity is understanding you are made in the image of God and, uh, and that, that, that Christ holds out before us the sense of this, uh, this path forward, one who walks beside us as we figure all these things out and helps that whole sense shapes our lives. And so I appreciate the work you're doing and how you take your own uh, education seriously enough that you say, I want to, uh, a, a seminary class that you were able to take is not, not separate from the actual lives of young people. That's what I, I hear you saying that all through all that. And so I encourage any, any of those who are listening to say, keep, you know, keep learning, 
right? Keep asking those big questions, you know, say, and, and bring them to, bring them to your, your family of, um, your, your faith community. Ask those big questions and really help, help all generations, those who continue to learn and to be guided by, uh, that sense, the, the, a calling within faith to, seek justice, to love mm-hmm. kindness, and to walk humbly with God uh, no matter what age we are and to find companions on the journey who will help us to do that. Brandon, thank you very much for your work and for joining us in this conversation today. Join us next week for another conversation from the Out of the Park podcast series. Thanks for joining us at our Out of the Park podcast series. If you like this program and would like to check out more, go to our website at www.framparkcenter.org.